1: no my And you're listening to That's The Ticket. Uh, it's the 88th episode today, so I thought I'd celebrate by having Connor Maxwell back on the show for the 88th time.
2: It's also my age, so it's an appropriate day.
1: <laughs> no, in all serious, this is not the 88th time that I've had Connor on the show, and I don't know if he is actually 88 years old. But I have had you on enough times to stop counting. You know, <laughs> yeah, um, it has been a few. Welcome back, mate. Welcome back. Oh, it's
2: great to be here. love the studio. Love the love the show. So here we are.
1: But um, long-time listener?
2: <laughs> yes, yes. From the start <laughs> First time <even>. caller? <laughs> <laughs> I would never call in. Cell phones for calls is not what they're about.
1: <laughs> I've just... Uh, if anyone was going to call into the show, though, I feel like it would be you.
2: I guess so. Just to complain
1: or no, no often connor's known to i didn't expect to be talking about this but here we are but sometimes i'll do little references or i'll say certain things and connor will message me yes, like live being like bing bang bong and i'm like you're listening to the show um, oh my gosh
2: keeping you on your toes it's just me and your mom doing it
1: no? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm correct. Don't forget about him. Of course,
2: him. yeah. I would do it.
1: But is, no, it is great to have you back. I feel like it's been a hot minute. And um, I feel like this is going to be a lot, well, not a lot different, but it's it's a different vibe to last time I had you on the show. Because mm. last time we were talking about Junior. Yeah. And it was a different, I don't know, it just feels like we we're in a different world, COVID wise. Oh, for sure. Well. Yeah. Because you were one of the the lucky few boil up shows that kind of got to go on in the calm before the storm that's true
2: yeah in between lockdowns yeah when we had that interview um obviously junior was about to go on but um i think we still expected the other three to go on that year yeah and then they didn't um james and lily got their shows on this year so quite a bit after junior but um yeah we didn't know what was coming did we? um yeah glad it turned out well for you know the three of us who have been on but yeah it was it was a bit scary at the time
1: Whereas now we 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 kind of still in the middle of things but there's a there's a clearer path ahead. Mm. And and at Hope least so. stuff can still go on. But yeah. uh no, I I'm talking I'm wanting to talk to you about something something a bit more lighthearted than Junior. Even though Junior was a comedy, but uh this is just just full on. Oh, what's the word to describe it? Going bananas.
2: That's pretty accurate. I'll deal with that, yeah.
1: (laughs) No, no. Um, I I feel like I'm I'm skating around the topic, (laughs) but uh, Connor is part of a uh, crew of local performers who are putting on another Cinema Improviso event. Mm. Uh, It is Improviso, right? Yes, that's it. I'm like, as soon as I said it, I'm like, oh, it's an improviso.
2: The name comes from Benny, and it's meant to be like Cinema Paradiso. So, Ah. yeah, Paradiso Improviso, that's how I remember it.
1: Okay.
2: Um, Yeah, you wouldn't say Paradiso, I would think. Unless I'm wrong.
1: <laughs> uh, call in. No, don't call in. <laughs> but no, so Cinema Improviso is, uh, returning to the meteor for the, for what I think is the third time in the reboot?
2: Yes, third time in this adventure of it, yeah.
1: Yep, yeah. and you guys are presenting, you, you're venturing into territory that you haven't covered because mm. the, the last two have been very kind of spooky, uh, the last one was Halloween themed, and then last the last two were yeah. The last two, yeah, mm. and and now you're going into romantic comedies.
2: Yes, we are. Could even be on your market. <laughs> Who knows?
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> it's just a shame it's not on Valentine's Day.
2: Yeah, it's um, but that's kind of a plan going forward. Um, Pip Smith came up with this concept, and she was involved in the first two improvisos, and I've been running it for the last two. And um, yeah, she always wanted it to be a thing we do at um, different events. So maybe Valentine's Day one, maybe a Christmas one. Um, and it all depends on media availability. But this time, yeah, um, Debs from The Meteor, a um, great supporter of improv, um, went to Benny and said, hey, we've got a um, got a free Saturday coming up by Mother's Day. What do you want to do? And a Mother's Day themed um, improviso, I think is, is just as good uh, for now.
1: Yeah, no, and I, honestly, I feel like no matter the time of year, it's it's always going to hit.
2: Yeah, yeah. And
1: regardless, in fact, I feel like if you guys did, like, a Christmas film in, like, May, it'd still hit. It'd just make the whole thing funnier. Exactly,
2: and there are so many bad Christmas films from, like, the early to, the um, like, 20th century we could definitely dig into.
1: Yeah, de- definitely, actually. Mm. It'd be the best of times, the worst of times. <laughs> no, but I'm going to quickly circle back because sure we're getting in deep, and, and I think it's important that we actually... Uh, kind of cover a bit more ground on what cinema improviso is because not everyone is a super fan like (laughs) i am uh so connor you're probably the best person to describe
2: i hope so i'm the one here so
1: yeah so um cinema improviso presents his girl friday What's it all about,
2: mate? Right. So Improviso, first of all, um, just the brief uh, synopsis is we take a movie, um, now out-of-copyright out movies, so we can do whatever we want, um, and we take away all the sound. We get rid of the dialogue, the sound effects, um, the music, and we re it live. Um, and so what, what you expect from the movie, how the characters talk, how the music sounds, that's all going to change. And we've picked um, His Girl Friday this time, a classic um, Cary Grant, Rosalind Russell um, comedy. Um, and, um, yeah, we're redubbing the dialogue. We're redubbing the music. And I'm sh- hoping, hoping it will still make sense. Or if not, that will be part of the charm, <laughs> one of the two.
1: Yeah, why not both? Uh, yeah, no there we go. <laughs> no, I'm. you guys normally do um, quite a good job. I mean, I'm incredibly mm. biased because I've been to the last two. Me and my boyfriend, Jeremy, love it. and Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got got to give you your your positive uh reinforcement there but it's it's an interesting concept it's mm. a really cool concept and i will say like i've heard this concept explained to me many a time and it wasn't until i went and saw it that it all kind of clicked because mm. it seems so simple and you're just like how does that but that's the thing. It, it is simple and it is effective yeah. and it's most importantly fun.
2: Yes, it is. Yeah.
1: Like, I mean, it's, it's probably more fun for us in the audience than you lot. I it, don't know how you guys do it.
2: It's fun, but it's scary. Like, yeah. I'm sure we're going to talk about just improv in general later on, but um, it's the scariest form, I think. Yeah. Um, Because say <laughs> say you were to freeze up, and this won't happen, but say you were to freeze up and not say anything. Well, the mouths of the actors are still moving. Yeah. Um, this, The film's still going on, so it would be quite noticeable. So we've got to be on our toes the whole time, but it's... Yeah, it's worth it at the end.
1: Yeah, well, I'd, I'd say so, as someone who's made it to the end. Well, go, yeah. we've both made it to the end, actually. Mm, mm, but have, uh, you guys, Cinema Improviso Presents His Girl Friday is running at the Meteor on the 7th of May, and tickets are available now. Yes, they are. Um, I recently booked mine.
2: Good, good. Did you get in quick enough to get the free ice cream?
1: The, no. It's free
2: ice cream. I think you might have Um, free oh, ice cream for the first 20 or so tickets. <gasps> yeah, so you might have got um, got there. Um Check with check with Benny. I hope
1: so. <laughs> yeah. Guys, book right this minute. Oh, yeah. Do it right now. How many... Is it one ice cream per ticket?
2: I think it is for those okay. ones. Yeah, one yeah, little Yeah, because I'm going with yeah. Jez and I'm like, we're yeah, not he'll, sharing. Yeah, he'll get one too. Yeah, things <laughs> in there. Yeah.
1: Oh, great. Um, <laughs> the Meteor Theatre has Duck Island ice cream too. It's so, so good. there's a good plug.
2: Shout out to Duck Island. Love them.
1: <laughs> um, okay, so... Oh. I'm going to ask this now. Yes. Is this, is there, are there any, um, age, like, restrictions on this? Uh, Good
2: good question though. Um, yeah, luckily we take films, especially with our horror films, we take them from, you know, the early 20th century. So, films were a lot less graphic in any sense. Um, Mm. so no, no age restrictions at all. Um, we will be watching our language. Um, again, it's, you would think it's hard to do on the fly but i'm a teacher i've been a teacher for a long time and you just don't swear in that kind of environment so in the improv show it won't happen either if one slips out well i deeply apologize but we, we know it's going to be for for all audiences
1: well and if one mm. slips out it won't be from connor no
2: not me i'm, I'm, I'm prepared i'm trained
1: he's just there to live laugh love and <laughs> improv bing bang bong <laughs> um okay and how long how long does it run for
2: good question so um, yeah the usual film is about an hour 35 but this is the the magic of uh, Improviso because you're not watching the film with its dialogue you don't need to know all the ins and outs you don't need to know all the small subplots where characters spend 10 minutes talking about something that you'll never get to see uh, so we have trimmed it a bit, actually. Oh, We've really? trimmed about 20 minutes off the film. Ross McLeod did that.
1: Do you guys um, normally, normally trim it? No,
2: um, we don't. Um, you remember last year's Improviso with... Um, it was War Gods of the Deep. War Gods of the Deep, There was yeah. a really long section, about eight minutes, where there was no dialogue at all, and we filled it in with um, some kind of, like, uh, James Smith, our host, drew out different genres out of a band, out yes. of a hat, and we did, like, a radio show. That was great, except um, that was us covering for this long stretch of time. We realised this year, well we've got to stay on our toes the audience have to um like make sure they're engaged and the snappier it is the better so no we decided this time just to maximize the audience entertainment and to keep us energized cut a bit of time off and now it's um yeah a, a sharp an hour 15 and every minute of that will be chock full of laughs so
1: oh yeah i mean i hope so yeah Okay, that's good to know. So, yeah. no age recommendation and hour fifteen runtime. Yeah, run time. so
2: easy as it's. Um, we're out of out of there well before eight thirty, starting at seven. So, you know you can go do a lot to the evening. Have a, a not so late dinner. You can go to Duck Island.
1: Yeah, yep. You can go home and watch the film that you just saw. Improvised. Oh,
2: I wouldn't do that. I'm sure they do it better than we do. <laughs>
1: um and. Is uh James Smith going to be back to do an intro
2: no not this time no? um it's um part of the James did a great job last time um but be a part of this we went on after um after people you know a, a great little um a series of gigs that happened over the last couple of years and um it was quite late it was very hot in the theater and you know about an hour twenty for a film it it did um, start to we're on ask performers, especially with a long intro at the start. So we've cut the intro. We're going to do a brief ask fours, which is you know the improv side of the show, and then get straight into it. I think it's going to be a nice, this choppy, um, experience for everyone involved. Just because you know, the less you know about the movie, almost the better. If you can go on blind, you'll enjoy it even more. I think.
1: Yeah. I mean, I honestly had not heard of the movie. Prior to seeing its mm. title attached to *Cinema Improviso*, and that's been the same with the other two. Yeah, actually. yeah.
2: Uh, the last two definitely I'd never heard of, but Vincent Price was, you know, quite famous, so we knew. I knew him. Um, this one, like, it's described as a classic. Uh, everyone, like, a lot of people seem to know it. My dad doesn't, and he's the second biggest film expert after maybe Richard Swainson. Um, <laughs> so that was surprising, but um, recognizable performers in a cool little film. So yeah, and. Mm
1: can i segue on to ask you about some of the recognizable performers
2: in the movie itself or now in, um, in our oh yes of course community yes you can oh recognizable <laughs> i wouldn't go that far um okay, <laughs> no no right. i'm kidding um sorry we have, guys <laughs> who are you uh so we have um first of all luke hollows and benny marama they've been involved in all the um all the improvisos including before i got on board um luke the best improviser i know um couldn't do the show without him, I do not think. I, I um, feel
1: like he walked so, like, Hamilton Improv. Oh, and for sure, yeah. A like little
2: if, bit. If you've done theatre sports, if you've done improv at high school, he's been involved somehow, and that's been awesome. Um, we then have um, myself, obviously. We've got a, um, a couple of new or newer faces. We have Ross McLeod returning. He mm. was in the first um, Improviso, so again, before I joined. We have... Um, uh, Libby Gillard um, and Benjamin Pitchard-Gunn who are two um, quite new to theatre outside of high school mm. also two I taught um, so it's good to see them being funnier than I am um, they're, they're rising through the ranks they'll be running this in a few years I'm sure um, and then we have um, Claire McDonald, um, who I used to do casual Friday improv with um, with Apocalypse Lounge when I just got out of uni so she's quite good but hasn't done much performing of it outside of you know just the practice side and then um, Ian um, Hannah who is a New actor to town, who is um, currently working with in Julius Caesar, and very funny guy. Um, I think that's the whole cast. Uh, oh, and of course, uh, Maddie Thomas-Taylor is our, um, our museo. and when I say I couldn't do the show without Luke, uh, I, th- there's no way we could do the show without uh, Maddie. Benny and I met before the show, uh, before we cast this, and said, we've got to talk to Maddie. If he can't do it, we are not doing this yep. show. We, yep. he, he's the best part of the show.
1: Yeah, because he's similar to you guys. He is improvising a live kind of soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. And it's, easy to to the the film. it's
2: easier to say something off the cuff than it is to compose music off the cuff. But I remember um, in my time uh, coaching and teaching um, and judging theatre sports, there was one match we saw, because Maddie is also the theatre sports you mm. There was one match where. The, it was, I think it was Fairfield um, High. We're talking about um, dogs. There was a, a dog gone missing, and Maddie just finds this quite funny barking sound effect. And by the end of this three or four minute scene, he's got this like remix of a song where instead of words, it's all barks. Say, how do, how do you do that? How do you think that fast? How are you so talented? So yeah, he's the star of the show. He's got to be.
1: Um, he is very good. Mm. Like if if I had to pick between you or Maddie then I'm going to break for a song. <laughs>
2: I'm not even hurt.
1: <laughs> no, no. I think it's it's a team effort and everyone's at the top of their game and um, kind of giving their all. Mm. But uh, I am actually going to break for a song now because I've got That's a very fine. important uh, segment to um, fit in. You'll be aware of this one. My favourite segment. Your favourite segment? Rick's pick or upcoming yeah. events? No. Oh, it was Rick's
2: pick. <laughs> it was my favourite segment, yeah.
1: Yeah. So it is time for Rick's pick. And... Uh, he's delivered with a track on theme and before i introduce the track i'll actually give some background to rick's pick as i always do because uh, not everyone's a super fan like you are connor I'm sorry but <laughs> um for those who are unaware of the rick's pick segment i have an uncle rick he's um great and he is a great listener of music and radio and uh has listened to every episode of that's the ticket and when he found out that i was starting my radio show he's like cool i'm gonna hook you up with a list every week you can have rick's pick and every week i have and uh today because the film that you guys are uh re-dubbing for cinema improviso has the word friday in it i have <laughs> picked a song from the list called friday on my mind because Good song. yeah Why not? puns yeah. you know the song
2: i do yeah
1: Oh, yay.
2: I'm old. I'm 88, remember?
1: True, he's 88, <laughs> so he knows the song. Um, it's a track by the Easy Beats, and um, it's pretty groovy. So uh, this one is for you, Uncle Rick.
0: Monday morning feels so bad Everybody seems to me Coming Tuesday, I feel better Looks good Once it just don't go we
1: was this week's Rick's Pick, uh, Friday on My Mind by the Easy Beats. Uh, relatively groovy track, mm. I would say. Connor's a fan because he's 88 years old. Mm. That was the second time I've ever listened to that song. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, I vibe it. That's that's one of the things that I always, often say about Rick's Pick is that it's really kind of broadened my music Knowledge, yeah. And I've listened to songs that I potentially wouldn't have necessarily listened to if they weren't on this convenient list. That well, what I
2: impresses have. me about listening to this show a number of times is that there's always one that ties in. With the show, sometimes it's a stretch, but I think Friday and Friday is pretty close. There's yeah. enough on the list that there's there's got to be a segue somewhere, and, and that, it's good to hear.
1: I mean, I yeah. I try, but yeah, that's that's the thing. It's just whatever the week is and whoever my guest is, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get my magic list out, and boom, there it is, a mm-hmm. song that matches perfectly with the show. It's so, on. yeah friday friday jams for cinema improviso presents his girl friday thank you uncle rick (laughs) but you're listening to free fm 89.0 independent community media uh that's the ticket with hannah mooney and uh today's guest connor maxwell uh the connor maxwell experience if you will (laughs) (laughs) gotta get gotta get that it's um, gotta be in there somewhere yeah gotta get that uh easter egg in for the (laughs) for the home folks but uh while that song was playing connor we were talking about the whole, like, the song links in because it's got Friday yes. and his girl Friday is the name of the film, mm-hmm. and then you shared something relatively interesting, which I would like Unusual you to repeat, for repeat for for all the listeners. Sure, yeah. On.
2: So um. Yeah. Obviously, this is a movie that I, as we mentioned before, I know it's a classic, but I hadn't seen it myself before. Benny um, picked it for this um, for this uh, venture, and um, so I looked up. You know, what does the title mean? Um, there's no one called Friday. Um, he, she's barely even his girl in this film. So let me let me look up um, what it means. Spoilers now. I'm oh, sorry. I'm we'll, we'll get into the plot of it eventually. Um, but yeah, so the film is about um, a, a man. Um, he's a, he runs a newspaper, and um, his ex-wife comes into this paper. She used to work for the paper as well. And she tells him that she's um, about to go marry someone else, as as in the next day. And she brings him with her. um, And um, this man who ruined the relationship the first time is trying all these different ploys to get her to stay. And the term Girl Friday, from my research, um, refers to, you know, kind of like a a, a girl or woman who, you know, hangs around the man and follows the man. And he's like dominant over her. And it's all quite old-fashioned and gross um, and um, the, the, the title of this movie is therefore ironic um, so His Girl Friday well she's, she's not that kind of character she, she's um, independent she's free of him and she's constantly avoiding him throughout the film which, um, which is cool you know it's nice to have a movie from 1940 be a bit subversive <laughs> we don't really see that these days
1: 1940?
2: exactly 1940 yeah
1: you must remember it well.
2: Mm, mm, so
1: <laughs> I'm just trying to do the maths. Towards the end I'm of like, the war. Uh, is 88, would you have been alive I in think. 1940?
2: Let, let's just go with yes.
1: Yeah, let's yeah, not do the yeah. maths on air, guys. <laughs> okay, so, no, it is, it is cool, though, that it's got that kind of subversive mm. vibe when it's such an old film. And yeah, yeah. I do. You listed some of the local performers um, in the cast mm-hmm. um, before that song break, and so now I'm now I'm going to ask who who is playing uh, the girl Friday.
2: Right. So our, our two major roles, and this is a film. If you if you have seen it, a lot of talking, and talking is great for Enfizo because that's that's all we can do is talk and make sound effects. And the two major roles, um, Cary Grant's role, um, Walter, is played by Luke Hollis, um, and um, Rosalind Russell's role, uh, Hildy, is at this stage um, played by Ross McLeod. Um, so it's going to be um, quite good there. We've got a very diverse cast and we are experimenting with um, the comedy of um, playing different kinds of roles. Um, for example, um, Benny Martimer is playing um, Bruce, who is the, um, the future husband of Hildy, um, if, if all goes well. I won't spoil the film. And he's also playing Bruce's mother okay. So, you know, like a good way to get that family resemblance in there is to have the same act to play both parts.
1: I mean, I'm not surprised yeah. by that at all, but no. I guess I am friends with Mr. Matamar, so I'm like, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you guys have have a kind of history of that because I can't remember if it was War Gods of the Deep or um, what was the first one?
2: Haunted Hill, House of Haunt- Haunted Hill was
1: the first one. I was one like, one. Haunting of Hill House, no, close. <laughs> I mean,
2: Very similar, yeah.
1: Um, where I think, was it Oliver Simpson... Playing a young lady?
2: Oh, it wasn't Oliver Simpson, but um, it was, um, his name was Joe, was his last Joe. name. Joseph Scott, I believe his name was. I apologise um, oh, to
1: both Joe and Oliver Simpson
2: <laughs> for the but, mix-up. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm sure they both, both forgive you. Um, but yeah, what we had there was um, yeah a, a comedian um, playing um, one of the um, female leads. And um, yeah, very, very funny guy. And just with all our, our, our improv um, professionals or like, you know, um in this show, that show rather, trying to match the voices of the cast, trying, trying to sound um, like we're from the 40s and all that kind of stuff. Um, Joseph just coming out with his Kiwi drawl as yeah. this high class lady, it, it made the night I think.
1: No, that's what I yeah. enjoy though, because you, you talk about how you have a diverse cast and you, you're, the way that you cast the film is not necessarily how you would assume it to be cast, which I think is good because at the end of the day like gender and gender norms and all those kind of stereotypes social constructs yeah right and what i really en- enjoy you talk about you know playing a high society lady and just talking in your normal like mm. kia ora, mate is great because it's it's still it's equally funny and it's not some uh someone being like oh i'm a pretty lady you know yeah yeah it's it's just like taking a different angle with the comedy and being genuine yeah. and i i don't know i just feel like it offends could offend less people that way well yeah it's
2: true i right? um yeah when, um, if we were to have any characters you know of like you know different ethnicities we wouldn't um i don't think anyone would want us to accurately recreate those yeah um, or, or try to accurately recreate those it's not who we are so we'd just do our own voices for those um and i think one of the beauties of improviso is that you're not coming to this movie expected to see his girl friday yeah. you're thinking to see actors that you know um voicing over a movie you've probably never seen and so there's there's yeah there's no premise there for us to try and sound right in fact we should probably try and sound in some ways like like how the character looks um one of the characters i'm playing is a um kind of a mob goon um and um i think it's funnier to for for me to voice that character in the way that he looks like he should sound rather than the way that he does sound yeah yeah, yeah. he actually sounds quite normal but he could very well be a yeah some sleazy underground um uh, like frank sinatra sort of type
1: and i i feel like it adds more to what's actually being said yeah as well i think because there's that kind of separation between the two yeah and i i feel like we've already covered this but maybe i'm just terrible at listening but have you been in both both cinema improvisos in the reboot yes Yes. so
2: um my involvement um, with this I did a show with um, Pip at the start of Pip was the one who came up with Improviso mm. at the start of 2019 um, for the Summer Shakespeare which is Pericles and Pip and I Pip was a director I was one of the actors we had a really good working relationship and throughout most of 2019 we did a lot of a lot of shows together including a um, sketch for Toi Wahine and a bunch of Improv shows um, and this is one of them and um, when I said this was this um, format is scary uh, Pip said, hey, we're doing this thing called Improviso. come on, um, do it like you'll give you a small part. I ended up playing two of the leads yep. um, and it was terrifying. It did keep me up some nights being like, am I going to be funny? Uh, is, is, is this funny? What if what if I blow it? And I don't think I did but uh, and I'm glad I had that experience because now when we get half of our cast this time are brand new to this format mm. and when they say I'm a bit scared, I say yeah, you will be. But here's what my experience was. It was actually great after we got started and yeah, you're just going to have fun with it. And I, I know that for a fact, because I was terrified.
1: Yeah, you, you have to live through it. But actually, yeah. on that topic, because you know, you're on your third one now, mm. is there any advice?
2: For this kind of format? Yeah. Um, yes, and I'll tie back into just improv in general, is that I've had been a lot of time with theatre sports, either as a coach or a judge or as a participant, you know, what, year odd years ago, um, with how old I am. Um, and... One thing that theatre sports struggles with, and Luke and I, who's a great um, figure in theatre sports, have talked about this a few times, because it's judged on your ability and your like, way of um, you know, creating a story or being technically good, you're not really allowed to fail. And failing is the funniest thing in improv. <laughs> if, you're an, if you're an audience member, and I've come to improv shows that I wasn't involved in, and um, you want to see people mess up, not in a like, laugh at them with a down way, but you know, if they're playing a really difficult game, you kind of want them to court sometimes. You, yeah. you want um, there to be a bit of giggling where you realise the actors having just as much fun as you are. And um, with Imbaviso, there's totally room to fail. Um, there'll be times when maybe a, a character just just rattling on and you run out of air and you've got to just do a big dramatic breath to fill in that. Or maybe... Um,
1: you miss your line, or you know. Yeah,
2: yeah. We've had moments where um, a, a character has just mouthed some words and another character has said, you know what, I agree with that. <laughs> um, and filled in the space there. It's, um, It's... Yeah, there's room to fail, and there's room to be less precise, and I think that's why it's it's so easy, it's so accessible. And this one especially, there is a lot of talking, a lot of fast talking. According to Luke, who did a bit of research himself, a lot of the scenes actually were improvised. Okay. Um So th- this fast talking dialogue wasn't like very carefully written. It was Cary Grant and Rosalind Russell having fun. So when you keep that in mind, um, yeah, if we go over a bit or if we um, don't quite f- um, fill a line, it, it works with with the film we're going with, and that. Takes the pressure off, I think.
1: So, just circling back to that advice. Yes. um, To summarise, it's okay to fail. Yes. Failing makes it funny. Hundred percent. Just do it.
2: Nike. (laughs) Not sponsored. Uh, (laughs) No, but seriously,
1: I I do believe. Even though I've never done improv, Mm -hmm. uh, well, not since high school. Don't know if I ever would because it it terrifies me. But um, yeah, it gets to a point where you just you just you go do the thing and it, it always the worst things in your head never actually yeah exactly
2: happen. Um, and we'll put get into just improv um, in general um, at some point um, in this interview but um, yeah I, I remember in the first uh, improviso I did um, Benny Marama played Vincent Price's character his name was Frederick Lauren and he was the main um, character and a joke from that show um, which came up on the night we repeat all the time in our friend group is just um, Vincent Price lurking into a room and Benny saying hello it's me Frederick Lauren because Benny would run out of things to say and start every scene with that and that's really funny that was Benny you know having a mind blank and it became one of the funniest parts of the show
1: yeah See now, I'm just I'm just like really quickly trying to think of something to be like incorporate this and like my mind's gone blank. I mean, if
2: you come to the audience, you'll have a, a chance. That's there is a chance. For is, yeah. Okay. Can yeah. you
1: please try and sneak in that the ticket into the show? I'd probably do that actually. Yeah. Please, I would love that.
2: There's even a plot point to do with tickets. Really? So yeah, I could work it out. Yeah. There's um I mentioned earlier um that, uh, Walter is trying to stop um, uh, Hildy from leaving with his new man. There is um a, a part where he tries to frame he keeps trying to frame um the new man for different crimes and getting him arrested and at one point he tries to steal his tickets so he can't leave and so he puts his tickets into his hat um so he can't he steals his wallet but his tickets tickets are still safe so um yeah it's it's there there's physical tickets on screen we could we could work with that okay
1: hats the ticket with Hannah Mooney <laughs> even, even better <laughs> guys I'm joining the cast no uh okay well, I've got some more questions to ask you about improv, sure. I think, because you, you're given me some, some solid intel on that. But I'm going to break for another themed song because I want to try and squish in as many as I can Beautiful. just so everyone knows how funny I am <laughs> and how on theme I can be. But uh, this is a... Uh, a song by The Cure Friday I'm In Love I feel like a lot of people will know this one it's it's a classic I feel like it's a pub anthem
2: yeah definitely
1: and also a wedding anthem you know I feel like this, this is the sort of song that would get people on the dance floor so um, feel free to have a safe dance in your car or wherever you're listening fam Daddy Friday, I'm in love by The Cure. Uh, today, it's Tuesday, I'm in love because you're listening to That's <laughs> The Ticket with Hannah Mooney on Free FM 89.0. Um, I've had Connor Maxwell here, the 88-year-old Connor Maxwell. It's
2: almost time for my nap. <laughs> my bones are ache.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm aware. I'll, I won't keep you much longer. You. I do have some, some more pressing questions.
2: Though. All right, I'll wait.
1: You'll wait? Yeah. Okay, that's very generous of you. <laughs> no, but uh, before that song break... Uh, we were talking well we were talking more about cinema improviso and improv and then I made my great joke about you incorporating that's the ticket into the um, the show somehow Mm -hmm. And then you, you dropped a cheeky hint about ask fors. Yes. And so I, I want to get some more tea on that if I'm allowed. Yeah, if yeah you're allowed you to talk um, about
2: um, it. I'll give you permission this time, um, but only once. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's so good. for those listening who um, don't know how Improvisa works or how, how the improv side works, um, we know the film well, obviously, as actors. We have seen it a couple of times as a group and we've discussed you know what ask fors we could have. And that's an improv term where we ask the audience for something. And those asked for us define our characters. They define how the movie goes. For example, a major plot point in this movie, um, probably the second biggest plot point, is that there is a man called Earl Williams, and he's about to be executed, and he's about to be executed for a crime that he um, he thinks he does that he didn't do. In the movie, it's shooting a police officer, Mm -hmm. and. in our version it can be whatever the audience says okay. so we'll ask the audience to give us a crime and hopefully a funny one and that will be Earl's motivation will be trying to defend himself on this crime trying to escape from the law about this crime um, similar things there with um, uh, Hildy and Walter our divorced couple well what made them divorce? we're going to get that from the audience
1: I'm going to start uh, thinking of mine ahead because yeah, it's not a competition good. but I also want my ask for's to be picked
2: yeah we do want the funniest ones um, <laughs> I had one last year um, that was quite hard um I think my ask for... I played a, a painter who had a pet chicken. This is in War Guards of the Deep. Mm. Um, and I think my ask for was, what is he obsessed with? And um, Kimmy Hall gave me the ask for um, red legs. Just red legs. Now, there, there are no red legs in this film. That's you, you nothing
1: never, to go on. Yeah,
2: you never see one. But I just keep trying working it in. So I had this whole thing about... Um, I was just trying to think, you know, doing all the, all this maths in my head before the film started. What has red legs? Lobsters. Um war goes of the deep it's underwater i'm going to keep referring to the sea monsters as lobsters and he's going to be obsessed with those lobsters we have to do this math to get it going because we know what's coming up so we can work our jokes into what's coming up but we don't know what our premise is going to be and that's where it gets scary for us and fun for the audience i think
1: definitely sounds um like a lot of fun for yeah. me us <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. um okay no <laughs> no guys like it's a safe space. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, I do want to ask you another question because you just then mentioned you you know what's coming up. Yes. How many times do you watch the film
2: so um, before
1: you like do Cinema Improviso?
2: Not too many. Um, we, I guess we have the option to. Um, so this time around, last year I think we did th- uh, four sessions where we watched it as a cast, and I think that was too many mm. um, because there are some um, things you might try out a line that works or you might try something and then it starts to get stale because you're... You're, um, you're reacting to similar situations. Um, we're doing it three times this time. We've done um, two at this point. Um, and uh, yeah, we just watch it as a cast. We have all the sound off, and we try out these ask-fors to see if it works. Uh, maybe one of our ask-fors is going to be um, why – I'm making one up on top of my head, but why does um, Walter's suit look like this? And we realize, actually, there's not enough material there to carry a joke, yeah. so we'll scrap that one. Um, and yeah, obviously every time is very different. Every time we have different ask fors, um, just to see how it works. So it can go completely off the rails and everything we say will be different. But it just prepares us for what's coming up and we can kind of use, um, use that comedy. Um, there, there's moments that, there's moments of action where, and I'm not going to spoil them now. So you have to watch the show where without the context of why they're doing it are completely baffling. So we can just make up why that happens. You know, for example, if the character pulls a gun at someone else for genuine reason, well, in our version, that gun could come from anywhere and for any reason. And if we play with the comedy, that will work out well. Uh, there's one part; I will give you um, one small part. Um, there is a part when one character picks up another character and runs away with that character. And so, if we um, have a, a, a running through line as to why he might do something like that, it makes it funnier when it happens.
1: Okay, that sort of thing. this yeah. is this is good yeah. insight. Mm. See, I, I never think this far ahead. I just no. go to cinema improviso and I'm like, oh, aren't they clever? You know?
2: I think in some ways, like, um, yeah, in some ways, it's, it's almost harder when you realise how we do it. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, we, we could just blah, 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 whenever um, someone comes on screen. Or we could do um, the, the 5D chess in our heads to work out wh- wh- what is this joke I'm doing now? What's it going to lead to? Is there going to be a visual payoff? Where we could work it out. If we am giving given an ask for, do I say it now or do I leave it till this scene? So, yeah, a lot of thinking happens while we also have microphones in front of us.
1: It's a vibe that you guys, um, you know, think about the long game so much. Mm. And mm. a lot of thinking happens while you have a micro- microwave, <laughs> a microphone in front of you. Hashtag me right now. Oh, I'm
2: thinking. I'm not thinking. <laughs> it's, You're it's, not thinking. You know, I'm just spilling it out.
1: I mean, you do, you've been doing very well, I That's will good. say. That's good.
2: Thank you. Um, <laughs> for an 88-year-old man. For
1: an 88-year-old man yeah. <laughs> um, who's still involved in improv. Mm-hmm. And, like, would we put a number on it? You've been doing... I assume you did improv since you were, like, at, a, at high school, right? Yeah, yeah. You've been um, doing it for yonk, so... Yeah,
2: quite quite a while. Although, they did have a big gap. Because, yeah, um, at high school... Not a very drama-heavy school. I didn't go to Hillcrest, unfortunately. Um, that was a shame. <laughs> um, so, HSU. I oh, love, love Hillcrest. Great school. Um, but, um, yeah, so all I had, there was the Sheila Wynn, the Shakespeare. So I got mm. involved in that. Theatre, sports, improv, got involved in that. Musicals, no way. <laughs> so I just did those two. Same. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, um, but then I had a huge, huge gap where I didn't do it as a performance. I mentioned earlier that Claire and I and Ross, of course, um, were involved in the um, Apocalypse Lounges Friday night improv yep. sessions and I did that for a couple of years and so so I was doing improv not for performance not for competition just really getting better at it so then when I had a several year break until 2019 I was able to just get back into it and go from there and it was really cool because I was quite rusty but um, still remembered all the skills it's like riding a bike I guess um,
1: <laughs> riding a bike that could turn into a unicycle or a tricycle at any and moment you just have to go with it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, but I I feel like you have kind of hit the ground running because mm. you, I, it, despite taking a break, you're very kind of prolific in the improv community. Yeah, yeah. Like so. whenever I go to an improv event, you're always just there.
2: And they try and get rid of me, but they just can't get me out the door.
1: Yeah, because like yeah. you've been in. There's been obviously Improviso, Hot Mess. Mm, um mess is fun. You were pre- performing on the streets yep. at one point yep. um, recently. And uh, yeah, those are the those are off the top of my head. Obviously, you did stuff for Toy Wahini Festival. Yes, but that yeah. was a bit more script. That, yeah, that, that
2: was yeah, that, that was we took a script and then butchered it. Then yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> that was fun.
1: I mean, same but different. Yeah, but uh, looking kind of forward, I'm going to ask you about um, upcoming projects. Sure thing. Um, they can be improv related or not improv re- related, because I know you're always working on something, mm, Connor. Mm. So if there's anything you're allowed to talk about. Now's a good time.
2: I just um checked with my lawyer. <laughs> uh okay. Yep. Oh, that one cool yeah they can, I can talk about all of it Hannah's wow. not impressed with what I just did yeah
1: he just did the whole bit
2: okay, <laughs> okay um, yeah so the first one I will mention is um, one I'm not actually in, involved in performing in but it's still really important um, on the note of Debs being a great supporter of um, improv and same with the meteor uh, Benny and I Benny from the meteor hashtag Benny from the meteor uh, um, are working on a um, basically a companion piece to um, theatre sports for, for schools a weekend um, a regular Sunday workshop where we take away the competition element and we just work on like um, the community side, the, um, joining up with other schools, and just having fun side. So basically what I did in Friday as a university student, but for high school kids, because we've found in theatre sports, a lot of people have got scared of the competition. There are a couple mm. of schools who dominate, and luckily St. John's is one of them, um, where I work, um, but a couple of schools who dominate and other schools um, do get a bit intimidated because it's hard to break in. So this is our way of getting everyone involved in a completely um, uh completely Stress free environment, and I'll be one of the, um, one of the mentors, um, involved in that. So that's very cool. Um, in performance wise, I'm doing Julius Caesar towards the end of the year. Uh, obviously that was supposed to have happened by now, but with, um, with lockdown, or not lockdown, just COVID in general, it's been great that we can still do it. A lot of mm-hmm. gardens festival shows were cancelled full stop, and yeah. yeah, pushing back a few months works better than not doing it at all. So that's gonna be really cool. Uh, I'm also, uh, I'm not gonna say much about this one because it's not a, public performance but I'm working with your sister as you know um in, in her doctorate performance um which I'm actually very very excited for it's my number one project this year I uh, really enjoy uh, Missy's work as a creator and as an actor and that's where that's where my priorities are this year um and I'll yeah I won't say much more about that, that, that that's Missy's territory
1: <laughs> yeah and uh despite the fact that I sound like Missy because whenever I have her on the show it sounds like we're talking <laughs> I'm talking to myself um I would agree. And it's so lovely to hear someone else fangirling about Missy as much as I do. Yeah, I think
2: probably like, yeah, you, me, and um, your mother will be the, 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 yeah, the, the Mom, biggest fans. Yeah, Mum and Uncle yeah. Rick. Yeah. Uncle Rick, yeah, The yeah. core four, yeah. as we like to call ourselves now. <laughs> we need to get t-shirts. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> okay. Great great to hear that you're keeping busy, Connor. Oh,
2: yeah. Oh, just <laughs> easy as- I mean, I did plan this year to do way less. And I guess I'm doing less on the performance side and um, more on the coordinating side. And I'm cool with that because... Yeah, when when Gardens Festival was cancelled and, um, you know, Julius Caesar went from being February to some time in the future, it was kind of a relief. And not because I didn't want to do it. I'm playing Caesar. It's a great role. Um, It was a time where I said, oh, cool, I can actually take some time and focus on later projects. Yeah. And slow burn some things. And with how busy being a teacher is right now, that's great for me.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, I I second that. Because every time I have you on the show or whenever I just see you in life... It's always like, oh, what are you up to, Connor? And then you're like, oh, just these 16 things mm. and teaching full time. And I'm like, oh, cool.
2: My coworkers workers ask me, oh, what's coming up. And I tell them. And then you can tell, like, they wanted me to just say, oh, nothing. Yeah. Or, like, you know, when you say, how are you? And then someone goes off and you really just wanted to greet them. It's that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So, so I keep it sweet at work.
1: <laughs> keep it short and sweet. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure your colleagues um, appreciate it. I but, hope so. Uh, now I'm going to segue into uh, upcoming things out of the Conosphere.
2: Ooh. Um, More exciting than the conosphere. More
1: exciting. Oh, well, some of them involve there's some crossover. Cool, cool. Because I'm going to start in no particular order, but I'm going to start with Cinema Improviso. Whoa. uh, Presents His Girl Friday. This will be running at the Meteor on the 7th of May, 7 p.m. Tickets are available now and can be purchased for $20 uh, general admission. So get amongst it. As uh, Connor alluded at the top of uh, today's episode, first 20 or something get free ice cream yes yes so you may have missed your chance you may not take the risk and book your ticket anyway fam (laughs) um looking at other upcoming events clarence street theater have tom sainsbury snapchat dude live coming through on the 8th of june tickets are available on uh, the clarence street website and i should say i usually say this at the top of my event segment that everything we kind of talk about I will chuck links up on the That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney Facebook page. Should go ahead and give that a cheeky like if you haven't already. Um, over at Riverley Theatre, Hamilton Musical Theatre have their production of Blood Brothers running May 14th to 28th. Tickets are available now um, at iTicket. I'm fizzing for that one because mm-hmm. uh, my last episode of That's the Ticket, actually I caught up with the lovely Patrick Ward and he's in that show and on that episode I was just going off about how much I love Blood Brothers as a show so uh, feel free to back listen to last week's episode guys if you <laughs> didn't catch that A little bit of self promo there um, Kirikirua Hamilton Zine Fest previ- previously known as Hamilton Zine Fest is gearing up for 2022 with KHZ22 running in uh, Wintech City Hub Event Room 1 on the 7th of May from 10am to 3pm so you can go to that and then Cinema Improviso.
2: Amazing. Great day.
1: <laughs> Great day. And uh, Navarra Lounge, they have an open uh, mic night on tomorrow, Wednesday, April 20th between 8pm and 10pm. All are welcome and there's still time to book a 15-minute slot if you're keen to get on the mic and share your talent. So if you want to give improv comedy a crack, there's a good place to have home. Oh, yeah. And uh, last but not least, if you're looking for something fun and free to do in the school holidays, I highly recommend uh, checking out the Waikato Museum. Uh, There are a wealth of fun and interesting things to check out um, there and interact with. Seriously, every time I go to the museum, I'm like, I need to do this. So cool, eh? They have a great exhibition about the moon right now. I've seen that one. I vibe. Nice. Because my last name is (laughs) Mooney. Do you like that?
2: I did. I did. Yeah. I didn't see that coming, actually.
1: surprise um, and now before we close the show um, I'm going to do my like spot question on Connor which I do on guests often mm. and it's always fun doing it with Connor but um, of the cinema improviso films that you have I was going to say covered <laughs> redubbed <laughs> we kind
2: of have a, yeah like
1: yeah. worked on do you have a favourite
2: yeah uh, my favourite would have been Haunted Hill um, probably because it is the first one but mm. also I think House and Haunted Hill is the best of the films on its own if you're going to go and watch the films you've seen, you might be disappointed by the likes of War Gods of the Deep. It's actually not a very good film, which yeah. is why we picked it. But Horton Hill still holds up, and they even did a '90s reboot with Jeffrey um, Rush instead of um, uh, instead of Vincent Price, and it just it wasn't as good. You needed that suspense and that you know charisma um, from um, Vincent Price, and it's yeah a really cool film.
1: Yeah, I I haven't watched the film because you got. I think when I went and saw what you guys said like this film was really good you should watch it and I'm like I don't want to taint the memory of and that's totally what fair. you guys just did yeah. but I would probably agree because I think at War Gods of the Deep I could tell I'm like man if these guys weren't like, being hilarious over the top of this film, then I probably mm. would have turned it off by now. I
2: mentioned the, um, like, eight-minute section where there's no talking and they're just walking around in deep-sea diving suits. You yeah. can kind of see when the camera starts above up and you realise that they're not underwater, they're just, you know, they're just at the surface. Yeah. Um. So it's you're definitely quite a cheap film and that made for some great laughs.
1: I mean, hopefully there'll, there'll be some kind of... some of those so cringy that it's funny... Moments in uh, His Girl Friday. There will be, right? for sure. No yeah. spoilers, no mm. spoilers. But uh, we've reached the end of the show and I'm going to chuck in another Friday-related track because why not? But uh, before I do, thanks so much, Conor. It's been lovely. Oh,
2: it's always great to be here.
1: I, I'm, I'm like, we should just do this every week.
2: Yeah, just, just uh, line up a few shows.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would be great. But <laughs> we'll no, comment. I'm sure it won't be too long before I have you back, judging by all the stuff uh, you coming up. All the things that are coming up, up yeah. You, you always manage to find your way back. Yep. But, it's only
2: reason I do shows
1: <laughs> so you can come talk to me yeah
2: it's, it's a long con
1: okay I, I appreciate that um, but I've been Hannah Mooney uh, with Connor Maxwell on That's The Ticket and I'll uh, catch you guys next week gonna play us out with a, a one of the newest uh, Friday related songs to come out I feel like it came out last year or this year it's uh, Friday Night by King George George sorry Uh kakite everyone <laughs>
3: did it friday night. I just got, paid. just got paid And I'm feeling like a boss, baby With all this money I, money made. I made Gotta buy me a fresh outfit out Go feet. to the barber shop and clean my face, clean my face. Call up a few girlfriends and A few homeboys one from around my way Crank up that Johnny Taylor. Taylor Just riding in my Chevrolet, Chevrolet. Then I gotta grab me, grab me a bottle Then I gotta smoke one to the face, to the face. It's a party going The latest from around the way. Can't wait till I get back. Make sure you don't be late. Find me a pretty lady Cause you know this Friday night Work hard and I just got paid I spend my money on whatever I like Wanna get my party on Cause you know this Friday night this Friday night